What is going on? Welcome back to Diamond Talk after our own little all-star break there. Man, we're back. And we're we're back with what's gonna be a second half that's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. You got teams surging at what seems to be the right time. You have a, you have some teams not doing so hot. You have a lot of teams not doing so hot, yo. Like, um, what's it called? The Red Sox got like what is it, four touchdowns scored on them the other day. Yeah, it's it not is. even the same sport. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so so we're here for some wild reaction, man. Today is just is just Nick and I. Nick, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. It was a good week off. Got to watch the All Star game and think about some trades that are going to be happening, and just thinking about the second half. Uh, very excited to talk about it too because there's a lot of new stuff this year. Uh, there's a lot of new stuff actually this year that's different than years in the past. So we're going to go over that and get into it. Yeah, man, by the way, um, just our, our condolences out to Rob. Rob's dealing with a family situation. It's pretty tough right now. So if he, if he wasn't dealing with that, he'd be here with us, man. But um, just our thoughts and, and prayers go out to, to Rob and his family, man. We, we hope to have you back sooner or later, man. I, I know you guys are going through, through, through a rough time right now. For sure. Take care of himself and the family. Positive thoughts and vibes sent out to him. We got you back, man. The one thing I do know what Rob was doing last week was watching the All-Star festivities. And, you know, it starts with the Futures games. There's not much to do with the Futures game, right? Like, Jason Dominguez had an absolute bomb, which we know that's what he does, right? Future Yankee Hall of Famer. Um, we had a dude at shortstop throw 100 you know, miles per hour across the diamond. Raphael for cause, some were smiling. Um... But when we really get into it, or we should really start, this is the Home Run Derby. Because the Home Run Derby was kind of like a showing out party for one individual in specific. Um, our, our polar bear friend out there in Queens didn't re- go back to back to back. But, yo, Nick, what, what was your reaction, Home Run Derby, man? This was exciting from the jump. Julio Rodriguez gets up there and drops 32 in the first round and just basically after the very first hitter, you're just like, okay, what are Alonzo's chances? Who probably all the money in the world was on Alonzo unless you were just trying to make some money off odds. But this was a great home run derby. Ever since they've changed the format, it's been great. little controversy with uh, Kyle Schwarber. Did he beat Albert Pujols? Did he not? You know what, man? Give Albert his shine. Who really cares? Um, I'm happy if Schwarber is a little upset because that means he's taking it seriously. But overall, this home run derby was absolutely amazing, just like the, the rest of them that it's been since they've had the time. Um, the only thing for me that I'm, I'm a, I was a little bit down on was they're not waiting for the home runs to land or the hits to land before pitching. Even the guy telling the pitcher to throw was pointing literally after the ball was hit. And the reason I wasn't a big fan of that, and it bugs me just a little bit, is it does give an advantage to the younger guys. It does give an advantage to the guys who maybe aren't swinging as much in the first half. Um, you know, it's just, it just go by the rules. Just wait a little bit. We're still seeing plenty of bombs either way. It's still exciting, but the crazy quick tempo definitely is going to hurt a guy like Albert Pujols, who, by the way, I mean, he's just solidifying his hall of fame case by a doing this and B doing as well as he did. Yeah. He it's controversial whether or not he beat Schwarber, but he still put up a good number. He still beat out other hitters. Um, in in this competition in the first round so overall it was exciting the brackets were set up well I enjoyed watching it I've watched it a couple times it was just a fun event as it always has been but shout out to like you said Julio Rodriguez just really put his name on the entire baseball world the only rookie in the all-star game he leads off the home run derby with just a crazy 32 bombs and then the next round hits 31 it's just it, it was a great showing and then you know our guy Juan Soto wins it and kind of showcases why he might be worth, like, all the money in the world. Dude, Juan Soto's a show. 
Juan Soto is a show, and and <laughs> I think it was perfect timing for him to win it, right? The last, I think the last time someone won it, they ended up on the Yankees the next time, the next next year around, which was G. Um, no, nah, I'm just kidding. But no, seriously, it was, it was a fun show, though, right? You saw Juan Soto. I think the best part about that night for Juan Soto was you saw before it started, um, you know, I, I forget her name, uh, something Martinez, Marley Martinez, Marley Rivera, I, I don't know, whatever her last name is. She was talking to Albert Pujols in front of Juan Soto, and and, and, Juan, and Albert Pujols look. Like, you know, I've been fortunate enough to play this game for a very long time, see a lot of talent. This guy standing next to me is someone who's going to be one of the all-time greats. And you just saw Juan Soto looking like a little child, like, oh, no, he said that about me. I'm about to cry, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Because we forget the influence that, that Albert Pujols really does have over Dominican players. Over a lot of Latin players, too, right? Kind of like Miguel Cabrera as well. So it was, it was nice to have those two guys around, um, you know, aside from that, you know, Julio Rodriguez, man, what a show. Um, you know, he was the youngest participant. So, like, as you mentioned, that definitely uh, gave him a little bit of an advantage. But let me ask you this. Do you like the new format or, or do you like the old format better? It was, like, 10 pitches. I love the new format way better. I understand the 10 pitches. Um, and if it was something like back in the 50s and 60s where they would do a couple innings as far as, you know, a couple pitches, you know, three outs per, you know, for three innings, that would be cool. But <clears throat> I love the timing format. It is more exciting. It does lend to more home runs. It, it's not. It makes the this particular event more fun because if you only have ten swings, you've got to be picky. And let's be real here: Juan Soto is going to wait for his pitches. We saw it in the hit off last year that he had with Otani. He waited for his pitches and he went three for three with bombs. Um, so I mean, it would be cool to see a guy go ten for ten, but it's going to slow down the pace and the excitement. This format is way better this is literally the best event in any major sport for an all-star game it's better than the dunk contest um absolutely oh my god yeah absolutely (laughs) this is easily the best event of any all-star or pro bowl or whatever event you have where you have all the major players together this is clearly the best event this is this is just super exciting and it is exactly what the game needs this event the way they did it with the time is way better than 10 swings yeah, yeah. When you're six foot five and you can only have to jump three inches to fucking dunk, I don't care. It's not that impressive, right? Like, yeah, you need to put your home- shoulder in the rim, dunk with your shoulder. <laughs> nah, man. Look, home run is good. Albert Pujols, you know, bro, like the guy, the guy, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't pretty, right? Like, like you mentioned the Kyle Schwarber um, controversy. Um, Albert was definitely a little bit tired. I don't know if he was necessarily home run derby ready as far as like. Uh, conditioning, let's call it, right? But you know, it, it was good to watch, man. It, it was good to watch, and and just to you know, re re-emphasize Manny Machado's point earlier this year is we're really not celebrating this guy like we should. This is the first time that baseball, in my opinion, really kind of acknowledged Albert as an all-time great, which which is sad because look, man, like the guy. Not only does he have amazing numbers that he's put up over a great career, he's got big moments, right? It's not like you know, like the Brad Lidge home run is something that will go on in MLB history forever. Everybody's gonna remember that forever. Yeah, that's that's, that's you know that's up there with your Willie Mays catch, in my opinion. That's up there with your Edgar Martinez, you know, double bringing Ken Griffey Jr. in the ALDS, right? Like, you know, these things. This, this is you know, it's, it's it's a moment in baseball history that will live on forever. And Albert Pujols did that. By the way, that year I'm pretty sure he had like a thousand OPS or whatever it was. So, you know. I, I hope that, you know, we realize that we're losing a big part of baseball here. 
right? Um, you know, Miguel Cabrera too, but again, I think Miguel Cabrera is more like, yo, I'm not retiring. Don't tell him retiring. Yeah. Why are you guys put me in this category? Right? <laughs> That's <laughs> like, what he looked like the entire time. He's like, why am I here as a special guest? Yeah, and again, I appreciate it, but I have like another year left on my contract at least. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that, that's why we're, probably, we're also not talking about Cabrera as much. You know, let, let's kick it to the All-Star game. You know, real, real quick on the on the oh, celebration part, though. Um, this is one of the reasons why I like baseball over every, every other sport so much is the players are celebrating Albert Pools. It's, it's organic. It's natural. It's what it should be. You have the guys who play the game showing their respects to – Maybe the quietest all-time great in the history of the game. Albert Pujols is kind of a Mike Trout um, in that you don't hear much because he doesn't do much other than just play outstanding baseball and then go help his community, and he doesn't post it on social media. Um, The players are celebrating him, which is awesome. And here's the thing. MLB still isn't because Fox Sports or the Fox Network was the one who said, let's give Albert Pujols and Miguel Cabrera honorary all-star appearances. It wasn't even MLB that came up with it. It was Fox Sports to get the rating for the game. So even MLB isn't doing it right. It's the players and now networks are doing much better to recognize Albert Pujols than the game itself. Yeah, no, and you're absolutely right. You're, you're absolutely right. Like that's that's part of the huge problem, right? Where again, man, like I, my thing is like I don't think Roger um, Roger. I don't think Rob Manfred really like knows about baseball, right? No. Which is weird because he's been he's been around there, right? He's not like a random guy pulled off the street, but he might as well be the way he runs things. Um, you know, it we, we need better these last this last half of the year for Albert, right? Let's let's put that man on a pedestal because he deserves to be on a pedestal. Um, you know, segue say that to, to the All Star game, right? Um, this All Star game, not a ton of action, but it was super entertaining, super entertaining. I, I you know. Again, baseball does the all star festivities better than anyone else in, in, in professional sports, right? Um, you know, this year we had guys mic'd up, right? You had Alec Manoa mic'd up on the mound. Talking smack. By the way, while striking out the side. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you had Nestor Cortez and his battery mate, um, Jose Trevino, who's a great story and he just continues to be a great story, man. You just, like, I don't care who you are, you, you can't not be happy for that guy. Um, he, he wasn't even supposed to be on the roster. He's an all-star this year. Um, you know, same, same thing with, with other guys, right? Byron Buxton showed out. He showed he, how, why, why he's as good as he is, right? Why people like us hype him up when he is on the field. You, you have Giancarlo Stanton hitting a home run back at a stadium that he grew up watching baseball games in, right? He, he was mentioning how, hey, yeah, when I was a little kid, I would sit like a little, like right over that section. By the way, I'm going to hit a two-run home run to that section um, in the all-star game, right? That, so, so that was special. Uh, you had a moment between Julio Rodriguez and Liam Hendricks, which was absolutely, absolutely awesome, right? He was, you know, end of the game, pop out to Julio Rodriguez. Um, Liam Kendrick's like, yo, hey, hey, I need that ball. Don't throw it to the fans. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you know, all around, all special. Um, Tony Gonsolin single-handedly losing that game to the, to the AL. Um, sorry, I think got Dodger fans for that. Um, but, yeah, so. They deserve so, it, don't <laughs> so, so what was it like for you, man? What was your, what was your takeaway from the All-Star game? Uh, to your point, just how good the all-star game is. This thing's competitive, guys. Like, that's why it's so good. These players care about winning it. They're trying. Um, it is different because you're getting guys that, you know, starters that normally go supposed to five to seven innings, only throwing an inning. So it is a different game for them. They're they're maxing out in one inning. They're basically throwing all their bullpen right there, like they're showcasing. Um, but other than that, this is truly a competitive game. It's not the NBA all-star game where it's, you know, 
a thousand to two thousand, and it's not the Pro Bowl where you can touch maybe. It's <laughs> it's real baseball with the greatest players in the game. You know, the only thing that could be done a little different, in my opinion, is don't have it so close to the weekend, so you can get the Garrett Coles in there. Um, yeah, my two yeah. takeaways, honestly, number one is Clayton Kershaw with his first ever All Star Game start. The man's had an MVP season as a pitcher. And this is his first all-star game start. Look, everybody who's upset that it wasn't Alcantara or Gonsolin starting the game, get off your high horse. This is what baseball should do. And another reason why baseball does it right. You should have Clayton Kershaw starting the all-star game in Dodger Stadium. Because guess what? He is good this year. He's got almost 100 innings, uh, just over a 2 ERA and a one, an under one whip. It's nuts. And some of the stats that were thrown up there. He's had 13 years. I forget how many years in total, but obviously he's been around for a long time. His career whip is a 1.00. That's insanity. There's Cy Young years that have a one whip or higher, and that's his career. This guy is, this is the Albert Pujols, but on the pitching side. Like, that's how good this guy is. Um, the other background story that I heard was Edwin Diaz from the Mets said, don't give me the ball. Give it to David Bednar. I've pitched in an all-star game. He hasn't. Who knows if he'll get to again, <laughs> which is true. That That's what sports is about. Edwin Diaz didn't say anything other than don't put me in, put in Bednar. And that was it. And they put in Bednar and Diaz didn't get the pitch. And it was, that's what sports should be. That's what camaraderie is. And that's what you want to teach your kids. That story should be highlighted just above almost all the other ones, because that's what you want to see out of a professional athlete, out of a teammate is, hey, I've had my shine. Give this guy his opportunity because it may never happen again. Let him get a ball for a strikeout in the All-Star game. Um, just so many good stories throughout the entire weekend was was awesome. It was, man. It, it, it's super It's super wholesome. Um, it, it, you can't really – you can't beat that, right? Like like you mentioned, like it's, it's the one kind of exhibition game that athletes take seriously, right? Like, it, you know, you have the best of the best in one location. By the way, if you don't think Clayton Kershaw should start that game, I don't know what to tell you. There is something wrong with you. There it's, is. It's the one time that the, the game's going to be at Dodger Stadium during his career. He's a Dodger great. He's an MLB great, right? He's in the conversation for the greatest of all time on the mound. Put that put that man on the mound at home, right? Like, like what, what are we even talking about here? It, it shouldn't even be a, a discussion. Yeah, guys are having great seasons, but don't forget, this is an exhibition game. Right, you want to see you. It's about the stories. It's about seeing things that you don't normally see. Right, like a, a few years ago when when Adam Wainwright pretty much said, "Hey, Dirk Jeter, here's a 85 mile per hour BP fastball hit the other way. Have your shine." Like you can't get mad at that, right? Like it's just it's an exhibition game. It's for the fans, right? That's why fans get to vote in who they want to see for, for for the most part, right? Um, you know, all all around, you have to be very happy with the with the game if you're baseball. The one thing, the one thing that I wish would have happened though is that they need to promote this thing more. Um, you know, even though it was a great event, right? Like, I I feel like it just was very underhyped. You know, it, it was something that you know you you had so many great things happening. Right? It's in, it's in L.A. First of all, right? Dodger Stadium is the biggest stadium in MLB, so that was packed. It was like at what fifty five thousand people, which is insane. You know, you had the stars out there, right? You had the you have the, the the largest recording artist in the world right now there in, in, in Bad Bunny. Like, yo, pump that up. Pump that up. Use Bad Bunny. Put him in a commercial or two. Right? Promo that. You know, 
that's the one thing any, any baseball do, man. They need to step their game up when it comes to to showing how cool the game is, right? Jazz Chisholm, he was there. He's a cool ass dude. Well, let's make sure people see that, right? Um, but you know, other than that, it was an amazing experience. It was an amazing experience. Couldn't have gone any better, right? You know, you saw the things you needed to see. Um, you got reactions you wanted to see. We, we found out that Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge play rocket versus shoe every inning. Um, you know, it's, it's it's one of those things where, where it was great for the fans. Great for the fans. If you're a young if you're a young fan, you definitely became more of a fan after it, right? So, so it was great to see. But look, it's time to get the business. It's time to get get the business. We're we're going into the second half, and the second half is where the storylines really happen, right? It's where your MVP races come to fruition. It's where your team starts showing, hey, this, you know, this, this, these guys could possibly win a ring. Today we're going to talk about the trade deadline, right? You know, it's very often that you, you see additions that can, you know, tip the way that the skill goes, right? Last year, it was a guy like Jock Peterson, right? With, with, with the, I don't even remember if he was a midseason trade, but Jock Peterson on the, on the Braves was huge, right? They got guys like Jorge Soler, who they acquired midseason, who that was huge for him, right? That ended up being their, their MVP. So, you know, let's talk about some of these trades. The way I think we should go about it is we're going to go by team. We're going to talk about what they need to really get to, well, let's say this, what they need to, to win the World Series, right? Granted, if you're a team like the Twins, you need God. He's not available in a trade. Um, but everyone else, we'll, we'll, we'll see who we we'll get to, right? Um, a good team to start off with just because they're usually the trade they're using every trade, right? Like, you hear a big name, they're going to be in the discussion. Let's start off with the Dodgers, Nick. If you're if you're the Dodgers GM right now, who are you looking for? I don't know who I'm looking for because that the Dodgers do a good job, better than most, of finding guys that are, I mean, the Max Muncy's, the Chris Taylor's, like guys that just kind of come out of nowhere and then all of a sudden they're all-stars. Um, Obviously, I think they need bullpen help. I do. I don't think their bullpen is as solid as it once was. Blake Trinan's injured. Um, Kimbrell, for some reason, is just up and down. He's got streaks of dominance like he used to be and, and down. Um, I don't know which closer they're going to go out there and get, which is why I can't say a specific guy, because all the competitive teams have a closer, so they're not going to give it up. There's not really a non-competitive team that has a good closer, um, but they need bullpen help, I think, is their, is their major weakness. The only thing that you could really say other than that would probably be some infield help. But Gavin Lux is balling out. He, I believe he's hitting over 300. He's got a little bit of pop, um, and he's just playing pretty solid out there. There's, there's really, it's the Dodgers. There's not really many other holes that are, that are happening. I'm pretty sure all of their starters have uh, WRC plus over 100, which means they're all above league average in weighted run created plus, which is a great stat to look at uh, to kind of normalize. And I, I, there's not many holes there. It's just the bullpen. I think they need the bullpen help because they've been inconsistent. And if you have one injury outside of Trinan and Trinan doesn't come back, that's a huge hole. So they need to get some bullpen depth. Who they go get, I hate to say it to be recording this, I haven't looked that deep into seeing who they go get. That's just where they need the help. And I, I don't know really closer-wise who's available out there to go get. But I think that's where the Dodgers need some help is is going to be right there at the back end of the game. Yeah, and look, so some of the closers that might be available aren't names that you necessarily trust back there, right? So if you if you look at guys whose contracts are going to be up in the next two years, you know, Josh Hader's the big name, but the Brewers aren't training Josh Hader, right? Exactly. Like, let's not be stupid, right? Um, 
you know, aside from that, a guy like Taylor Rogers, if he was still on Minnesota, maybe you can go get him. But San Diego's in a playoff race. They're not trading him, especially not to a rival. Right. So two names that really comes down to at that point is Daniel Bard from the Rockies. Right. Who, who's on a very good contract and he's been productive. Right. He hasn't had a bad year. You know, him and David Robertson of the Cubs. Those two guys are high leverage guys, though. Right. I, I don't think you're really comfortable putting those guys in a, in a high leverage, you know, eighth, ninth inning situation game on the line. You know, n- not anymore, at least with a couple of those guys, you know, with, with the Dodgers. It's one of those things where what do they really need to, for me? They just need to execute. Um, that's what it's always going to come down to them. I don't know if, if anyone at a trade deadline necessarily pushed them over the top, right? If, if anything was going to put them over the top ever, it would have been last year when they got Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. There's no better trade for them than that, right? Like even, even if they, if they pull off the, the Juan Soto, which will come up a lot in this conversation, how much better are they really, right? Yeah. Juan Soto is an amazing talent that is better than, than everyone on the roster. Let's put it that way. Except maybe Mookie Betts at this point in their careers. No, but he's better than Mookie. There you go, then. But either way, my point is that, does that really move the needle for them in the direction they need it to? I don't know. They need to execute. They, they need to execute at the end of the day. So, you know, for them, you know, I know their fans are like, yo, look, <laughs> send us Soto, send us Castillo, send us everyone who's ever, you know, done something good and we'll pay and we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. That doesn't necessarily work for them, right? So I don't know if they necessarily need to go make a move. Obviously, a guy like Luis Castillo, when you can extend that rotation, you'd love to have it, especially since they have a couple of arms down right now. Um, you know, Clayton could go, go down at any moment. You know, we just have to put that disclaimer with him. Uh, he wasn't even able to pitch last postseason, so it's something that, that you really do have to think about. But, you know, aside from that, not, not, really, not really much to, to get for them, right? They just have to think of the bullpen guy that they need to get. Uh, Jorge Lopez from the Orioles. He's having a great year. Probably should have been an all-star. He's having a great year out of their bullpen, and, and the Orioles have some bullpen depth to get rid of him. Um, so I think that's the guy for them to go get at the back end. The Juan Soto part, the thing that I, I don't think enough people are paying attention to with the Soto to the Dodgers, and the Dodgers did this themselves because, like you said, they went out and got Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. They went out and got the big names. The Dodgers, while they do still have a good farm system, they don't have the Josiah Gray anymore. They don't have the Kibut Ruiz. They don't have that big stud. That hasn't already made the team at some at some level. So you're not truly trading a prospect. And let's be real here. With Soto, the Nationals need to get back uh, a haul that we've talked about. But they need to get back guys that are going to change your franchise for a while. And with them already getting Kiba Ruiz and Josiah Gray from the Dodgers, how much more franchise-changing players do the Dodgers have to give? The other thing is, you are truly looking at a rental. I don't see how the Dodgers re-sign Juan Soto with already having bets and already having Freddie Freeman on the books for a long time. I don't see how they make that happen. Will Smith is a top catcher in the game, and while catchers don't get paid crazy, he's going to get paid by somebody. I, the Dodgers don't mind the luxury tax, but if you get Juan Soto, you're talking either a crazy like 60 AAV for a short term or you're talking long-term, and I don't see where they come up with that kind of money over and over and over again unless something else changes with the salary cap. Juan Soto the Dodgers for baseball is a great idea because then you get Mookie Betts probably in center, maybe in left, and you've got Juan Soto on right or left. So you do have two of the greatest outfielders in the game right now together, and then you can still throw in Cody Bellinger if you want, but it's 
I don't see how the Dodgers pull that one off long term unless they're truly just looking at the next two and a half years. It's one of those things that I think people forget and, and people I don't think they forget. I think they just don't give a fuck. Last year, the Nationals raided, they raided through your farm system. Anyone who they wanted from your farm system, they would have asked for, and they probably would have gotten. Right? Trey Turner for two years, that was a big ask. The fact that they even traded him that at that point in time. I thought it was kind of amazing, right? Guess what? They've seen all of your prospects, right? They know they know who your high end guys, right? Like Bobby Miller isn't someone who just sh- like shot up on the scene. They saw Bobby Miller last year, right? If they would, if they thought Bobby Miller was that good, they would have asked for him, right? It, it wouldn't have been a debate. They wanted Josiah Gray because they, in their opinion, Josiah Gray was better, right? So I think the Dodger fans are more of a disadvantage than they, than they think. Right. Plus, not not for nothing. Right. Like 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 Caber Ruiz, who who really hasn't had an amazing year this year, uh, at least not offensively. His his numbers have been way below what what I believe they were going to be. But are you going to tell me that Cartiana is a better catter at that at this point? No. You know what we know what we know what we know from the Dodgers is that they're snake oil salesmen. Right. There's no trades that they've had in the in the past where the other team really benefited from. You know, I, I was really thinking about it, like the Manny Machado trade. Let me let me give you some of these names. Tell me if you even remember hearing about them. Use Neil Diaz. Do you remember him? Only because his last name is Diaz and his first name starts with a Y. It could be Yandy Diaz. I don't really know. No, you don't. You, nobody fucking does, right? <laughs> Dean, Dean Dean Kramer. I do know him only because of fantasy baseball, but other than that, no chance. It, Ryan, I'm not 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 Ryan. Rylan Bannon. Nope, no idea. Those were the big names in that Manny Machado trade. Exactly. Those are the big names. You know what I mean? We're what four years past that? Three years, three or four years past that? None of these guys are major leaguers, at least not to a serious extent, right? You know the Mookie Betts trade, right? You get Jeter Downs, who by the way is garbage. Look, people need to realize this. Just because he's on the major league doesn't mean that he's that he's a good player, right? He's got like a, like two hits in his career. He's up there as a utility player. Right? It's not like they're trying to develop him as, as some kind of everyday starter. He's up there as a utility player. Right? That's that's a, that's not a good thing for you guys. You know, you're not expecting superstardom for that. Right? Verdugo, you got the best Verdugo season possible his his first year. He's been absolute crap since then. Right? So, you know, what are we talking about here? Right? Even even the Nationals' most recent trade, right? In in you know, like I just mentioned with Cabert Ruiz and Josiah Gray, those guys haven't been great. They just haven't been great. So why the hell would you go back to that farm system and say, hey, you know what? Fuck it. Let's try again. That is stupidity. And and I think the rest of the MLB has to start figuring this thing out. Like, bro, stop trading with the Dodgers. You're not going to win that, right? Like, like you're saving face w- with your fan base because these guys look like top prospects. But like I've said over and over again, Dodger prospects, Dodger minor leagues are just better prepared than other minor leaguers so their numbers look better, right? You have fucking, who's your boy? I, I, I forget his name all the time, Kevin Pillar. Kevin Pillar is down there hitting with a thousand OPS. You bring him to major leagues, he gets one MVP vote in his life, and, and now he's something great. Like, come on. Come on, guys. Be smarter. Be smarter. Look for talent. Don't just look for, for guys who are having good minor league seasons. Um, oh, so frustrating. So frustrating. No, I, that, that's a great point to bring up because let, let's really look at those trades. Like, so what have the Dodgers gotten back? You've named them all, which are, I mean, Let's be real. They're getting back Hall of Fame quality talent. And even if it's only for a couple of years or even half a season like Max Scherzer, you still got maybe the best second half in all of baseball last year with Max Scherzer. That's worth Kiebert Reese or Josiah Gray. Trey Turner, he's on his way to the Hall of Fame. He's definitely the best. He's even making 
slides on defense that are worthy of Instagram story reel. Like it's nuts what this guy's doing. So you got Trey Turner, Manny Machado, and the best guy they've given up is Alex Verdugo. To your point, he's not even an everyday player on the Dodgers right now. It's crazy the way the Dodgers are trading. And what a lot of people don't realize is the guys that you haven't heard of that the Dodgers are putting up to the bigs are the guys that they're trading for Max Muncy, picking up off of waivers even, Chris Taylor. These aren't Dodger farm system guys. Their pitching staff, yeah, Dustin May, who's oft injured, is a good one. Tony Gonsolin is a prospect from them. And then Clayton Kershaw, Cody Bellinger is trash, everybody. And if you don't realize that yet, you need to start watching some Dodger games. They really don't have a lot of guys coming up through their system. Freddie Freeman, free agent signing. Will Smith yeah. might be the other guy, but he's also been inconsistent. You're, you're exactly right, man. The Dodgers farm system has this hype because they've won so much the last decade. But when you look at their team, Justin Turner is a guy that wasn't from their farm system. Their farm system is not producing these world-class baseball players. They're there behind these guys that they're getting from other teams, whether it's trade, free agency, waivers, whatever it may be. The Dodgers are a smart organization, and they're even smarter than everybody else when they do trades. The, the, only, the only guy that they lost that's like, oh, shit, is Jordan Alvarez, who they lost him by mistake, <laughs> right? Like, he just had no position for them because there was no DH in the NL, and they didn't know where they were going to put him, right? So you trade him to the Astros for some, some, some bum-bum arm, and, you know, now he's uh, uh, an MVP candidate. But other than that, the Dodgers, they're not giving up talent, man. Like, I remember when Gavin Lux was a, was a discussion. Like, oh, man, we can't trade Gavin Lux. Look how high his OPS is in the minors. He's killing his minor league pitchers. Dude dude has 16 home runs in his career. He's had over 740 at-bats. Like, come on. Like, what are we doing? Right? Like, get smarter, team. Get smarter. Right? Or, or, or you know what? Just start altering your expectations of it. Because you guys are looking real stupid. You know, Dodgers are a team that I don't trade with right now. I just don't. It just doesn't make sense to. Um, you know, it, it, it's all hype. Let's move on to the next team, right? The Padres. If 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 you're granting the Padres one wish, what, what are you giving the Padres? Uh, health, <laughs> just health. <laughs> like get Tatis back. Uh, Trent Grisham be healthy because he's solid. He's a solid player. Um, their bullpen's decent. Their starting staff. It's just up and down. Uh, Blake Snell's got like a 5-2-2 ERA, but he should be pitching to just below a 4. Um, same thing with Darvish. His his isn't quite a 5-2-2, but his is high 4s, and he should be just under a 3. So I, I think, you know, their pitching-wise, it's not as bad as it seems on the surface. They need offense, and they need help in the outfield. This is a spot where if you just think about team needs, this is a spot where Juan Soto finishes. And before we go too much farther, kind of like we just talked about the Dodgers, for all the teams that are saying this guy's off the table and we're going to get to a few more teams where this guy's off the table and I'm doing air quotes. If we were on video, you'd see it. It's who, what prospect do you have? that's going to be Juan Soto. You fucking don't, you don't, you don't have Juan Soto as a prospect. This guy's five years in the league and Albert Pujols is basically handing him his torch. And Albert Pujols was one of the best young guys in the game. First five years, Albert Pujols, 332 average, 416 on base, 621 slugging, 1.037 OPS, more walks and strikeouts by 60. Juan Soto through the first four and a half years, so we still got the second half where he could catch up on some things. 292 batting average, a 426 on base, which is better than Albert Pujols. A 539 slugging, a 965 OPS, 452 walks to 409 strikeouts. 
he's he's got more walks and a higher on base percentage than than Albert Pujols for the first four and a half years. That's nuts, everybody. Because and they both have the same number of All Star appearances. Albert Pujols had a Gold Glove in there, but the, Juan Soto is our generation's Albert Pujols as a young player. Nobody has this guy in their farm system right now that we can say for sure. Prospects don't work out the way that we think. Go back, what, three minutes and look at our discussion around the Dodgers. All of their prospects that have headed out had all these Hall of Fame aspirations, which every player does. But these guys were really like, okay, Keeper Rees is going to be a Yadier Molina. Like that's, that's kind of the comparisons that you had in different aspects. But the level of his catching was there. Josiah Gray is a front-end starter. Maybe, maybe not. Juan Soto has shown it. You still have two and a half years of it. And everybody's got money coming off the books at some point. So just go get Juan Soto. None of your prospects are worth Juan Soto. I'll be legit right now. Flip Tatis Jr. for Juan Soto and see what C.J. Abrams brings you. Like, that is what you need to be open to as a team to go get Juan Soto because he's consistent as hell. Yes, he's had a couple weeks where he's been down, but he comes right back. He's hitting under 250, I believe, and an OPS above 900. That's a 700 percentage split in those two. That's nuts. You just don't have players doing that. So going back to it, I think Juan Soto is a good fit in San Diego because it does help with the outfield woes that they have. They do have pieces that they can give up to the Nationals that would help them immediately and also in the future. It's not quite like some other teams. And I know we're going to talk about Juan Soto individually, and I've got two other landing spots that I think are going to be much better. But Soto down there does fit very well, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, I agree with you. I think Juan Soto is the, the easy name there, right? Not only do they have the pieces to trade him, and pieces to trade him, I, I, don't, I don't mean necessarily just a farm system, right? C.J. Abrams, definitely someone that would be going um, in a trade like that. But you got to look at, like, top-end guys, right? Like, so you guys know how much I love Mackenzie Gore. He's gone. He's gone, <laughs> right? And, and if I'm the Nationals, that's someone that I'm looking at realistically because, you know, as you mentioned, he is someone that projects as a top-end starter. You know what I mean? So... Make makes sense. I think you also got to look at some of the other names out there that might be in the trade market. Which, by the way, one of the things that makes the trade market a lot more difficult this year is the fact that more teams are in the playoff race. So guys who normally would have been like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. He might be someone to look for in the, in the trade market. They probably won't get traded because that team might believe they're still in the, in the race. Exactly. Right? So Baltimore, like, see Baltimore Orioles. Like, see, who see, thought see they would Baltimore be in a playoff Orioles. room? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know. While usually at this time, all the relievers would be like for sale, right? The ones that don't suck. Not this year. This year, they have a legitimate chance at, at making the playoffs. That's crazy how that, that is. Um, you know, but if you look at like other, other guys out there, right? You look at a guy like Robbie Grossman. I don't necessarily think that he's going to be the Padres cup of tea. I, I personally don't like don't want him much on like my team, right? But he's, he's someone who has, he's a veteran, you know, might bring a presence. Um, you know, look at someone like Steven Piscotty, which is too expensive. So no, never mind. I was going to trade for that. Uh, Jock Peterson, if the Giants feel like they're, they're out of it, which I, I don't think they will feel like they're out of it. But, you know, someone that no one's talking about is David Peralta, which David Peralta to me, like he, you put him in the right situation and he shines. Um, you know, there's a lot of options out there. There's a lot of options out there if you miss out on Juan Soto, which look, let's be honest with you. I mean, let's just be honest. Like there's no guarantee that Juan Soto gets traded this deadline. I mean, they have three more years. They have two and a half more years to trade them. Um, you know, why, why rush it if they, if they don't want to? Um, let's move on to our next team. Let's move on to, to the Giants. Do, do, oh, right, real first, real quick this. on the Padres, though. The Padres, in my opinion, they need a big name guy. I don't think they need a role guy or a bench guy that's going to help them. Because like you said, we led this off with going to the World Series. The Padres 
bench, they don't need to make it deeper or more universal. Yeah, they're they're deep with mediocre guys. They need a headliner, and Soto is the only headliner out. I don't think the Padres do anything because I really don't think anything helps them outside of a big stick in the outfield. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Look, and here's the thing. Like, a, a guy who last year would have been a big name is Joey Gallo. Obviously, he's not a big name this year. He's been fucking awful for the Yankees. Um, you know, they might, if they really want to, they'd probably be able to get him for cheap. Yeah. Right? I, I, don't know what both, I don't know what both teams are, 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 are on with Joey Gallo right now, right? Like, I don't actually know if the Yankees want to trade him away. I don't know Yankee fans want that, but I don't know if the Yankees um, front office wants that, right? And then uh, for the Padres, I like I don't know how it really how interested you really are in Joey Gallo, right? Um, Joey Gallo might be the worst hitter in the league this year. Why would you want to put that in your lineup? So you know, there's it, it's harder this year because the names are, are aren't what they what they usually are just because more teams are successful. Um, let's move on to the Giants. First of all, do you think the Giants are a playoff contender? Yeah, but that's because you have like twenty-seven out of thirty major league teams going to the playoffs. I mean, <laughs> okay, okay. So, 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 if you're the Giants, who who do you got? Or who who, who do you give them? Uh, I'm look. I'm going to be real here. As a former Giants fan, I still pay close attention to them. Giants, Farhan, sell, sell, sell. You've got so many guys right now that are worth more selling than they are on your team buying, because the Dodgers proved it last year. And you can say whatever you want about that last call. Uh, of the year where Wilmer Flores struck out on, which was a check swing. It, you got to get past the Dodgers. You still do. And the Padres are good this year. You have to get out of your own division before you worry about everything else. And I think there's something special about the Cardinals this year that are going to take them to the World Series. There's just so many storylines that fit there. Um, the Giants need to sell. That's just what they need to do. Brandon Belt is hot right now. You don't want to get rid of him. Maybe they won't. Maybe they'll. Maybe Farhan will finally kind of lean into the idea of this is a lifetime giant. We're keeping him here. But you got other guys. You know, and Evan Longoria is a worthy bench bat for a lot of competitive teams. Um, there's, they just have guys that you can that you can sell off. The only guys that are untouchable there are going to be like a Logan Webb. That's about it. But their farm system only has three guys in the top 100. They're all really young, so they are going to be good. But Mauricio Dubon is the, is the one guy. You're probably not going to sell off a of Brandon Crawford because he's just absolute trash this year. Sorry, Crawford, you are. You're one of my favorite Giants of all time, but you're just trash this year. They don't really have a lot of guys besides Jock Peterson and Brandon Belt, but lefty power bats are a great commodity in the trade season. If the Giants were to go get something, um, they, are there, they are the team that could probably go off some bench stuff. They could go get a David Peralta, but you got to think about teams that are out of the division. The Giants typically don't trade in the division. They typically trade out of the division, and one of their most popular trades are with the Pirates. And I could see the Pirates going after a, you know, a Brian Reynolds, or sorry, the Giants going after a Brian Reynolds from the Pirates because he's cost effective for the next two years. He's a solid defender. He is good in the leadoff spot. He can hit over 300 with some pop and some speed. Um, I think that would be the guy that I see the Giants going to get if they're really truly buying. And their bullpen has been decent, not great. It's the back end of the rotation. They've had all the failures that they did not have last year. The Alex Cobbs, you know, injured and blowing up. Descalfani, I believe, is out for the year. They've just got some guys that last year pulled all their weight and then some. It was, it was their prime year at whatever age they were at, and they're not having it this year. So I don't – if you're going to buy, it's going to be an outfield like a Brian Reynolds. 
because um, there's not much else that you can really go get out there besides him. They don't look. I love the idea of Juan Soto coming over to the Giants. I think he would be, uh, you know, I think he would be the next Barry Bonds in San Francisco. And Barry Bonds was hated, hated everywhere else. Barry Bonds is beloved in San Francisco. He can do what the fuck ever he wants in San Francisco at any point in time and get away with it. He would have a police escort to rob a bank and murder people. And the police would just escort him wherever he wanted to go. That could be Juan Soto. And there's no reason for Juan Soto not to love to go there because the Giants typically treat their players like gold, both during the career and after. You've got so many players. I mean, Chris Bryant fell in love with San Francisco and they just did not offer him anything. Um, Players love going there. I think Juan Soto of the Giants, I think, is a smart fit all the way around. I They just don't have the pieces for it, in my opinion, to trade with the Nationals. I don't think they have the major league talent that's young. They certainly don't have the minor league talent that's got the high-end ceiling. Um, so I think it's like a Brian Reynolds if they were to go get. But Giants, please sell. You have some pieces that could get you a good enough return to be completely worth it for the years coming up. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> I'm, I'm with you, man. Gi- Giants got to sell. It's, it's time to get younger. Uh, last year was like a false hope thing where their veterans really did step up and play um, above expectation based on their, their their most recent kind of like history. But it's a team that should that, that saw at this point. Get get younger, right? Um, I think that they're a team with a legitimate chance at a, a like an offseason splash of a guy like Aaron Judge. But you're hurting That's yourself you, yeah. if you're not setting yourself up for for success, right? Because one thing, you know, money, money talks, right? So, so I'm not going to say that if you offer him a ridiculous contract, no matter how bad your team is, he's not going to take it. But I feel like Aaron Judge wants to play for a winner, right? You can't go from playing out in packed, you know, packed Yankee Stadium every day where you're competitive to a team that's like, all right, look, you're packed every day, cause, right? Because not for nothing, San Francisco is packed every day. They got some, they got some of the better fans out there. But if you're not winning, I don't know how how, how attractive that is to you. If you're, if you're a guy, if you're going for a guy like Aaron Judge. Which I just think it makes too much sense for them to go after a guy like Aaron Judge. Um, cool. Look, let's move on to the next division. This one, there's only really two teams we're talking about. Uh, we'll start off with the Brewers. If you're if you're the Brewers, what are you giving them? Uh, the Brewers, unfortunately, with Josh Hader kind of struggling, he's got a 4.5 ERA. I might need some bullpen help out there. And the reason I say that is because their starters should be coming back. Freddie Peralta should be coming back. And the Brewers have been very, very smart with their pitching. And I think they really take his rehab right now, his recovery from his injury slow and bring him back right before the playoff race. So he's built up and ready to go at the start of the playoffs. And you still have Woodruff um, and Burns up there doing well. So you still have a three-headed monster. Yellick is kind of coming back into the form this year. He's got 13, 14 steals, which you don't really notice. He's hitting leadoff over 50 runs, which is... You know, it's not tops in the league, but it's way better than he was doing. So you've got a little bit of resurgence out of Yellick. Other than that, there's not, like you said, there's really nobody out there that's going to be a clear-cut guy to go get because shortstop, as much as I like Willie Adamas, he's not doing as well as he did last year. He's not having that that spike that he had last year after that trade. So they've got infield help and bullpen, I think, are the two that they need. And I'm just, my guy for the trade is going to be Jorge Lopez from from the Orioles. I don't think they go by, you know, it's a great story this year, but they're just so far behind and the powerhouses are there. As down as the Rays are this year, I expect them to be there at the end of the year. I really do. The Yankees have pulled away so far that I don't think they're going to win the division. 
but they're going to they're going to be in there for the playoffs, I think. And the Orioles I don't I didn't I don't say this. Their front office is kind of smart. <laughs> like they're doing some good stuff. They're drafting well, they're picking up key guys. I think they're in the mode of selling to build up for a possible run over the next couple of years, which was not in their plans anytime before this. So for the Brewers, bullpen help, something on the left side of the infield, but I there's not anybody out there at shortstop or third base that can really help them out. I'll be honest with you, I, I list Brewers under I don't give a fuck, right? Like to me, they're they're the NRAs where they're cute every year, right? It's always like, oh my god, look at that, they're competitive. And then you're like, it doesn't matter. Like, they're not good enough. Like, at the end of the day, they're not going to be good enough. Their farm system sucks, too, by the way. It's not like exactly. it's something that, that you're like, oh, hey, we can make a big splash and really make a change. No, look, you have what you have. You maybe add, like, a Wilmer Flores here that can, that can you know, extend your lineup a little bit, right? Maybe you trade for a guy like that. But at the end of the day, your, team, your team's your team, right? Like, like there's nothing – there's nobody there that's going to really make them better, in, in, my, in my opinion. So it makes no sense really even talking about it, right? Like you had those those MVP seasons from Christian Yelich, and and that carried you for a while, made you seem better than you were, right? Roddy Telez this year has kind of been playing above his, his pay grade, but it's 2022. Andrew McCutcheon tends to be your four spot guy. It's it's not pretty. It's not pretty. Your your lineup is full of role guys, right? With the occasional superstar, you know, performance. I I don't care about this team. Right, like I, I think it's a great regular season team. It's deep enough. It's it's deep enough with guys who don't suck that bad that you can get through 162 on the right side of it. But this this isn't a playoff team. I mean, this isn't a, a World Series winner team. There's nothing that you put on this that makes it better, right? You know, you mentioned the start the, the starters on there, uh, Burns, Woodruff, and, and Peralta. Like, yes, that gives you a chance any year to to, to do something big, right? Especially if those big three are pitching at their capability. But there's nothing you can do. Like, yo, look, you, you even, first of all, they don't have the pieces to get a Juan Soto. But you throw a Juan Soto on there, and guess what? That's, like, the only guy that you're really worried about in that lineup at that point. So, I don't, I, I don't know, man. I, I hate talking about the Brewers. I, just, just like I hate talking about the Rays. My bad. Uh, Real quick, you talked about Roddy Telez. I, I think the big piece for them to go get is C.J. Cron from the Rockies. I, I think yeah, that, if can. If that can, does awesome. help them. That does help them enough to make them a little bit more legitimate. Because to your point, they're going to have to go on a pitching run to win the World Series. And that's the way we let it off. How do they How do they win the World Series? They're just going to have to let the other team score one or zero runs throughout the entire playoffs. That's their only opportunity. But I think CJ Cron is a name to go get, even though I said left side of the infield. To your point, Rowdy Tlez, as much as he's been on fire, CJ Cron's been better. And that's a guy to go get. And then you just put, um, you just put Tlez in the DH spot. I don't know if I don't know if um what's it called if the if the, the Rockies are willing to let go of CJ Cron, which they should be, right? Just because again, I don't know how close that team is to actually being competitive. Uh Cron is definitely their best hitter, but they have they have him in their control for a couple of years. I don't uh, even know if the so, Rockies win like a triple A World Series. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty bad, man. They're, they're pretty bad. Um but yeah, let's you know, let's let's go over let's go over to, to our next team, which this team is exciting. And I don't even think this team really needs much. Right, even though they they have been in the discussion for the Soto sweepstakes, but that's the St. Louis Cardinals. St. Louis Cardinals. If you're Alibaba, what are you giving them? Oh, if I'm Alibaba, they are getting one Soto, and here's the reason why. They are. It's almost as if they've set up the last five years to go get one Soto because they have all the pieces to give to the Nationals. 
And I think Juan Soto does put him over the top. Could you imagine in whatever spot you want to put him in the lineup, an Arenado Goldschmidt Soto? Like That'd be stupid. That'd be stupid. What are we talking about here? Two righties and a lefty? Oh, man, it's gross. And you put somebody behind Juan Soto and you can't walk him anymore? Look the fuck out on what he might do. And here's why I think this is the spot. And there's a couple other spots I think Soto could go, but here's why I think this just makes too much sense. You've got any two outfielders that you want between Carlson, Bader, and O'Neill. You've got 24 years old, 28 years old, 27-year-olds, all solid defenders, all have at least four to six years left of solid like MLB production in the outfield. Then you have young guys in their farm system. I had it on. Let me see if I nah, – I, I, they have some young guys in their farm system that are pretty solid. You've got Cade Cavalli, who's a right-handed pitcher, 23 years old. He's got some high upside. You've got Brady House, a 19-year-old shortstop that you could pull up. That's that's young, and he's ranked, he's ranked there pretty high. But you also have current major league guys like Gallegos, who their bullpen is stacked. Like Gallegos is just kind of an afterthought at this point, and he's a proven MLB closer who's 28 years old. Yeah, you may only have three or four years out of him, but that could be the start of your next competitive window at the end of that, and you've got a good closer who can teach some guys stuff. Matt Libator, uh, Juan Yepes, and Brandon Donovan. Like You have so many guys in the Cardinals organization right now that not only would play now for the Nationals, but really do have a five to 10 year window of being a productive major leaguer. You don't have any Juan Sotos, but what you do have in this case is guys that overall production with the holes that you fill, because the Nationals have a hole everywhere except for Juan Soto. Literally every position is below major league average. And you could put guys in there that are major, that are above major league average in four or five positions. That's how you do a rebuild. The upside is not Juan Soto. It's never going to be. But you have guys that can play every day now, and you have some guys that are likely to play every day for the next few years, up to the next decade, even 15 years. Dylan Carlson is not going to set the world on fire with his offense, but he is a good defender, and he's only 24 years old. You give him till 32, that's eight years of Major League service. That's what you're looking for to get back. And the overall improvement that the Nationals would get with all of these guys at each of the positions is going to be worth Juan Soto. Going back to the Cardinals, this, in my opinion, would absolutely make them a World Series contender this year and the years coming up. And they can also take back the money of a Patrick Corbin contract, which brings the haul back to the Nationals down a lot because you're talking $30 million a year. They can afford to eat that because you're dropping Yadier Molina and Adam Wainwright this year and Albert Pujols. Those guys are all off the books after this year, and that's, I believe, 40 or $50 million. You can cover a Patrick Corbin plus the arbitration that Juan Soto is going to get. And I think that makes him a true World Series competitor. Because even if you give up two major league outfielders such as Carlson, Bader, O'Neill, to get to have one of those guys still out there and to get back a Juan Soto, and you can put a bunch of other guys out there, even um, the second baseman outfielder shortstop. Why can't I think of his name Edmund. right now? Edmund. Exactly. He's a solid outfielder. You've got an Edmund... Let's just say the oldest guy, Bader. You've got an Edmund, Bader, and Soto outfield. It's a good major league outfield right now and for the next couple of years. You didn't touch your infield. You still have Arenado, Goldschmidt. Um, you've got Sosa at shortstop. Um, DeYoung not going good this year, but he's solid enough defensively. You've got, and you still have Donovan there. Like You've got a lot of stuff that still makes them a good team. And you didn't even touch your pitching staff, which is good, really good. I think this is the best play. It makes the most sense overall. 
And Soto kind of feels like a Cardinal the way he carries himself. He's got a little more flash, but I this just makes too much sense. The first time I heard it, I was like, nah. And then as I heard the reasons why, it just makes too much sense for this to happen. And I think it really does put him as a World Series, maybe not favorite, but it's they're they're I think they're right below the Dodgers in the National League if they get a Juan Soto to make the World Series and win it. You know, I think, I think, and this is the case with a lot of teams, right? Like, Juan Soto obviously makes your team better. But Juan Soto is also like the, the, like the, the hot girl who you're going to have to give up a lot for the hot girl. Um, you're going to have to give up part of your future for the hot, hot girl. And future, I don't mean like the prospects that come up. Because that's one thing, right? If you, have, if you have someone that's incredible that's going to come up, sure, you lose them. But that's always a gamble. When I talk about giving up the future, I mean future and potential trade partners. Right, because what really happens is that you you're you know if you trade a big package for Juan Soto, you have less quality players to trade for other positions. If I'm the Cardinals, what I need, I need Luis Castillo. I need Luis Castillo. That, at, at the end of the day, I think that's what puts me over the top. Look, Adam Wainwright, as amazing as he is, am I trusting him in a game seven today? He's going to do better than most, but I, I can't sit here and say yes, I'm totally comfortable. It's a different Adam Wainwright, right? Um, you know, and then who do you really have after that that you're really saying, "Hey, I'm I'm good with the guy," right? Like Nicholas, right? Like he's he's been great this year. Is he a guy that you think can pitch against a great lineup and get results that you need to get in the playoffs? I I don't know if he is. I know that there's definitely better, right? Um, there might be worse, but you know, let's say those two guys are even great. I don't trust even that. Right, like that's like these are the guys that we're throwing out there as, hey, we're World Series contending team. You know, historically we have at least one guy pitching that's just great for, for for teams like that, right? Even if they're just having great runs. So for me, if I'm them, the Juan Soto stuff is amazing. And obviously, anyone who who can get Juan Soto should absolutely be in on him. But when you ask me about who's going to win a World Series this year, I think they're better off with a. High end starting pitcher, which right now that'd be Luis Castillo. He's your he's your A in the what's it called? He's your A in the game in the trade market. Uh, Frankie Mons is potentially another A, but he's had shoulder issues, so I don't know how how hot he is anymore. Uh, but my point is, St. Louis has a lot of talent around them, right? You we mentioned about twelve guys for nine possible positions, like that that, and these are guys who play regularly and who produce regularly. Right, like I, I think they might have the deepest lineup in the major leagues. Uh, maybe not high quality end, right? But their lineup is deep, and they play great defense, which is something that goes a long way. So if I'm if if I'm the genie, I'm giving them a starting pitcher. I think that helps them more this year, right? Obviously, next few few years, you know, Juan Soto, you get them for three title runs. Yes, go for it. But for for this year, if I'm the Cardinals, I, I really want to stress the starting pitching point. Um. Here's the only reason I, I I like the Castillo because I like Castillo anywhere. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, yeah, no, yeah, he's the pitching version of Juan Soto, not to that level. But I mean, for this he's season. gonna help. Yeah, he's gonna help anybody. The reason I don't like them going after the pitching is because a their bullpen is so good that if you have a couple struggles, their bullpen you can really rely on, and they have so many guys to interchange that it their pitching staff gets extended with that type of bullpen. Um, it's kind of like the Rays over the last few years. They haven't needed starters to go more than four innings because their bullpen is so deep and so good. The other thing is Goldschmidt is absolutely the NL MVP right now, but 
how often do we see a first half hotness kind of slow down a little bit? Um, for me, it's, I don't, they don't have the stick that really scares you too much and they need to be able to explode every so often in on the offensive side. I think the pitching staff is solid. If I'm the genie, I go more offense, but I love the Castillo pretty much anywhere. Yeah. He, he, he would fit with anyone looking for pitching. Castillo is definitely your guy. Uh, Let's move over to the East, right? And, and we're going to kind of group these guys together. Uh, but I think in the East, the teams that you're really, really looking at, you're looking at the Mets and Braves. I don't, I don't really think anyone else in that division, like, matters, right? Like, Phillies, like, I, I, I personally don't want to see you, like, in the play, in the, the postseason, like, just from because you're ugly. But Mets and Braves, identical records, right? Um, Mets have played one less game, so they've lost one less game. But uh, both win totals are at 58. Let's start with the Mets. If you're the Mets, who, who do you give them? Nobody. Uh, the The East is boring because there's nobody out there that I think can help either of these teams much more than what they have now. It's it's a health thing. It's kind of like, you know, it, they just need help. That's really all it is. I don't see the, a player. It's a Castillo. It's, it's that kind of guy. I don't see anything else that's going to help them tremendously besides health. They have stacked rosters. All their starters are solid. Their bench is deep. Their starting pitching is good. Then their bullpen's good for both of these teams. It's just health for all of these teams. More interesting in the NL East is who's going to be selling, in my opinion. It's going to be who's going to get picked off the Marlins and who's going to get picked off the Nationals. So, so let me ask you this. Who do you think gets picked off from, from the Marlins? Because you know, we, we mentioned the Nationals. We, look, we know Juan Soto, if they can find a good trade partner, they'll trade him. And you, you imagine Patrick Corbin will be going with him. Uh, Josh Bell as well. Josh Bell is someone who's going to be a trade piece for anybody who's a first baseman. But for the Marlins, who do you think gets traded? Uh, I think it's going to be a Garrett Cooper. I think he's gone. Uh, outside of that, th- any of their starters will probably go other than Alcantara. But um, Lopez is a good guy to go. They've got a few starters that could go to make an impact on other teams. And they've been kind of quiet since Alcantara has been so good. Their other guys have been a little bit more quiet. But I think one of their starters, Garrett Cooper, uh, I think those are the big names that get traded off the Marlins. Okay. What about the Braves? Do you have anyone that the Braves can really upgrade with, in your opinion, that, that can be like, hey, look, this is a game changer? Last year, they, they, had, they, they grabbed a couple of pieces that were surprising, but really ended up making the huge difference come, come playoff time. Yeah, I mean, in that point, no. They're, they're, honestly, their big trade piece is getting Ozzy Alba's back. They're, they're still getting him back, and he's, he's kind of a game changer. But Swanson's arguably the best shortstop in the game right now. Austin Riley's MVP candidate. You've got Matt Olson, who might set a record for doubles this year at first base. They've got a solid catching crew back there with uh, Contreras and Darno. Their outfield is Ozuna's streaky as hell, but he's healthy and he's playing. Acuna Jr. is, you know, if you take out those time that he missed, he might be the MVP as well. They've got legitimately two or three MVP candidates. The question for them is going to be Spencer Strider. This is where, you know, it sounds stupid, but at least Luis Castillo fits over there. Any other starting pitcher that's going to be out there on the market is going to is going to fit in well there. Um but they don't they don't have any holes in getting Ozzy Albies back. This is a team where you don't need to make a move in my opinion. I think that you make an, a move just out of like an abundance of caution, right? I think I think they might be someone who looks at a a David Peralta who hasn't been talked about this year, right? He's he's a guy who should be in the trade market. Um he, he's someone who I think is up there with the guys that are, have been mentioned. So I you know, if I'm them I, I flirt with that. Um a guy like Chad Pinder uh, on Oakland, who, you know, not that Oakland has much people that to trade, but, you know, he's he's a name. Uh, but Ramon Laureano, right. too. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they can grab him, they, they, I think they, they should look into that. Um, but yeah, A, at least those two teams are, are, are you know, they're going to get after it. I, I still think the Braves are the best team in the NL. I think, but honestly, I think right now Braves are the best team in baseball. Um, they, they've gotten hot at the right time. I trust that roster more than any other roster right now. Uh, do I think they go back-to-back? Probably not. It's really hard to go back-to-back World Series championships. But as their roster sits right now, they're the they're the roster that have the like the least like questions about right like you know yes they don't have a Freddie Freeman but guess what Ronald Acuna Jr is back for the second half does that something they didn't have last year so uh, not much to talk about with the AL East I mean with the NL East AL East is a whole different monster but AL West is really two teams that we're looking at right uh, Mariners and Astros uh, you know Mariners I know you guys really like the Mariners coming into the season so you probably think they're legit I'm still like I'm still skeptical. But Mariners, what are you doing for the Mariners? Um, hoping and praying. Uh, look, I went to Seattle last year. The <laughs> vibe up there is is dope. Uh, I would love to go see a playoff game there. <clears throat> I just don't see anybody that's really going to help them get over the hump because I think they're too streaky. Any team that wins 14 in a row is a streaky team. Um, they're a good team. They're, they're not a bad team. But I don't see them getting past the Astros. I don't see them getting past the Yankees. I don't see them getting past the Rays. I don't see them getting anywhere for the World Series. And realistically, who are you trading back? I would love to see Juan Soto go there because I think an outfield of Soto and Julio Rodriguez for the next few years would be so much damn fun. But they don't have the, they don't have the minor league system to make a big trade. It's going to be something small. This is my spot for David Peralta. I don't think the Diamondbacks are going to ask a lot for him. And I think he fits well up there for the depth. They just, you know, if Kyle Lewis comes back, that's a good pickup. Um, but he's 27 year old, so he's not really a trade piece to give back. But maybe you give up a Kyle Lewis and hope the Diamondbacks like that for David Peralta. That's that's a good clean swap. I think this is my landing spot for David Peralta because it it fixes their left handed bat need. It helps out their their outfield defense. He can play all three outfield positions pretty well. Um, so and with Julio Rodriguez' wrist injury this week. Um, it, it just seems like a real smart play. This is where I think he goes. Outside of that, their bullpen's been arguably top three in baseball. Their starting pitching's been solid. Um, Robbie Ray's turned it around. Logan Gilbert's been ace status all year long. So that's where I, th- I think the Mariners go. You know, I think Mariners, man, I, I hate saying this, but Mariners fans get stuck up in the moment because it's like, hey, we haven't made the playoffs in, in, in 20 years. So it's really important for us to get back into the playoffs. Where I think. Look, I don't give a fuck about the playoffs. And this may be just going to be a Yankee fan, but it's World Series or bust every year, right? So if, if a move that I make isn't going to get me closer to the World Series, which, by the way, I don't think they're legitimate World Series contenders this year, no matter what, right? I think even you, you put Juan Soto on that team, I don't have them as legitimate World Series contenders. Exactly. Granted, let's talk about it this way. Look, they've had, great, they've had great stuff from their bullpen. Their bullpen's been amazing, right? Starting pitching, like you mentioned, Robbie Ray is back. Logan Gilbert's been pitching like an ace. Cool. That lineup, I'm still not in love with, right? Look, J. Rod's awesome. I love J. Rod. We all know we, we all know how, how how amazing J. Rod's been. But aside from that, let's say you put in you, you put in a Juan Soto, like who, who are your other guys? Like Jesse Winker, who like let's be honest, he really hasn't been who we thought he was gonna be. He knows Suarez, who's been way better than he was with Cincinnati last year. But are we saying that that's enough, right? Kyle Lewis, who I, I've never really loved Kyle Lewis. You know what I mean? But 
I don't know. Like, there's just a lot there that's like, okay, we're, we're, we're hoping for a lot of – everything needs to go right for this to even be a conversation, right? So I don't know, man. I, I, I'm Like Ty France like hit a wall in June, and he's kind of been back to the Ty France we thought he was going to be, um, you know, despite him making the All-Star finally. Uh, but, yeah, it, like I don't care. Like, it's, it's a team that – it's an awesome story. But if I'm the Mariners, don't, don't, don't miss the prize because, like, short-term, you want to do something you haven't done in 20 years. Do this the right way. Keep building up the right way, right? You still have some talent coming up in the minor leagues. Don't don't sell that um, for the potential of a, a of a of a um, you know of a playoff season this year. Granted, like I said, Soto's a different story. If you get Soto, do it. But other than that, you have good guys you know coming up. Like Noavi Marti, I'm a fan of, right? Um, you know Emerson Hancock. He's another guy who should go into that bullpen and, and do really well. Alberto Rodriguez, who's not a, a guy we talk about a lot. I think he's going to be a, a major league bat, right? And by that, I don't mean he's going to be like a, a you know an all star, but I think he's, he's someone that can be in your lineup every day and produce for you. So don't go crazy, Seattle. Don't don't, don't go crazy yet, right? Next year, if you guys are are in a better window, sure. Uh, what about the Astros? Who, who are you giving the Astros? I really hope the Astros get out of their own way. And as much as they love Martin Maldonado, just let him be Justin Verlander's personal catcher and go get Wilson Contreras, please. Like, please, I want to see Wilson Contreras in the playoffs. I think he can handle that staff very well. He showed what he can do wow, with the Cubs as a rookie, handling guys like Arietta, Lackey, Lester. Those are three very different pitchers. Those are also three very veteran pitchers. Arietta was crazy intense with what he wanted to do. From what I heard on the mound, Lackey was just a different animal. And then Lester is like, hey, I've got rings. You're going to fucking listen to me. And he handled that shit to a World Series. I think Wilson Contreras is an absolutely perfect fit to the Astros. I just hope they get out of their own way to allow that to happen with the, with the catching that they have. The other thing is any, this sounds crazy because their starting pitching is their key, but any starting pitcher that's on the market that's above average, I think is a great look for them because let's be real. Verlander is a different animal, but he is returning from Tommy John surgery just the other day, he threw 99.3 for the first time in like seven years, I think. I, I don't trust a 38-year-old arm after Tommy John surgery, even though it's Justin Verlander. And you've got other guys like Lance McCullough Jr., who's off injured, is right now. He could come back and be that guy. But I think any starting pitchers out there, the Pablo Lopez from the Marlins, we've already talked about it, Luis Castillo, you know, any sort of starting pitching that's out there that they can go get, I think, to deepen that rotation. Because their bullpen hasn't been as good as we've expected. It's solid. I mean, they have the second best record in the AL, I believe. So it's a solid bullpen. I just, it's not where I think it needs to be for a deep, deep World Series run. Um, but I really like just getting Wilson Contreras in there. Your lineup goes from, you know, six or seven deep to seven or eight deep. That's my, I, to me, it's a perfect spot for Wilson Contreras. I love that you bring up Wilson Contreras because you're right. I, I hope he goes somewhere. Uh, if this was four months from four months ago, I think there would have been a uh, – we would talk about the Yankees, you know, adding him, right, uh, potentially the Mets. Uh, but, man, look, Houston's a very good team right now. I don't know how, how much they really want to disrupt that. Contreras is kind of like the best-case best, best case scenario for them, in my opinion, especially because right now there's not a lot of teams bidding against them for, for, for Contreras, right? Like, if you really look at the playoff race, who's out there saying, hey, we need Contreras? The Twins? Are the Twins a serious contender here? Like, no, right? Like, so if you're the Astros, I, I agree with you. You kind of have everything you need. What they can do is 
they can break other teams' necks, though. So if if you're the Astros and you go get a Frankie Montz, you go get a Luis Castillo, or you go get a, a, a bullpen arm like David Robertson, or, or, you know, that snaps the back of a team like the Yankees. Because guess what? You own the Yankees this season, right? Like, like you know, it, it's one of those things where it's very it's publicly known the Yankees have struggled against you this year. Does that mean anything for the playoffs? Absolutely not. But if you keep kind of putting that pressure on the neck, it's not going to be fun for, for the other teams, right? And and I don't take any any other team in the AL really that seriously, so that's why I mentioned the Yankees. It's the Yankees and the Astros for me. Um, but, yeah, like you can you can do some damage in that way. And and not for nothing, you Castillo's slots into your to your to your top three guys. So if you you know you guys make the World Series, that's someone who's going to be a starter uh, on on that end of it, right? So you know, I, Astros are in a very good position. Let's go to the Central. Uh, you have three teams, um, and, and I'm just going to make a disclaimer: Guardians have had an awesome season. I don't see them making any moves. Do, do you see the Guardians making any moves? No, and I sure hope they don't. I. I don't even want to talk about the AL Central. They're, the World Series winner is not coming out of the AL Central. That's that's it. <laughs> Granted, yeah, I, I I agree with you. I think it's the worst division in baseball. Um, all right, so Guardians, look, Guardians are surprised to even be here. The only reason they're they're in here is because the White Sox have been so bad. Do you see the White Sox making any kind of significant moves? No, with them losing Luis Robert for the next couple of days with dizziness and who knows how long that goes. Uh, without the way they've underperformed, that. No, there's there's nothing. I don't see anything they can do to be a World Series contender. Playoff contender, maybe a deep run, sure. But their starting staff has really let them down. This is The White Sox are the spot for the now and the future for Luis Castillo to go because he does give them another. He gives them a solidified ace. that can, And he, even he's been inconsistent. But there's no single move. There's a bunch of moves that the White Sox need to make outside of just playing better. I, I agree with you. They, they, they got to play better. That that's what it comes down to. Like, look, their farm system is non-existent right now. There's no one that they really have to trade, right? Just the last few years, they they've brought some big names in, and and when you do that, guess what? You lose part of your farm system. Um, worst trade in in White Sox history for them is going to be, uh, sending their second baseman to to you know the south side, or I don't know which side's which side, but you know sending him to to the Cubs for Kimbrel, who you know blew up for them. So you know. Not really much you can do if you're Chicago, right? Um, maybe they flirt with Martin Perez if they have the the, the people do that. I don't, I don't think they necessarily do, uh, especially when I think a team like the Jays are, are more likely to land a name like that. Uh, their guys just have to play better, right? Yasmani Grandal, you're not gonna you're not gonna trade for Wilson Contreras to to start over Yasmani Grandal. Just makes no sense at that point. Grandal just has to play better, right? AJ Pollock is probably a guy that they should trade away. But they're not. They need him, right? Because we mentioned how how like not good they are right now. Andrew Vaughn, who's a first baseman, is playing the outfields for you just because your roster construction sucks. Um, it's just ugly. I, God damn it, White Sox. I had so much, so so much. I I, I was rooting for you guys. Yeah, I here's, here's the crazy part about the White Sox. They need to sell to build their farm system to be good. The AL Central is such a weak division. The White Sox need to be smart and build their farm system so they continuously be good going forward, a la the Astros and Dodgers. And they haven't reached those. I'm not comparing them to those as far as their performance, but to have the farm system to pull guys up and to continuously being good and to have guys that can be placed, they need to build their farm system. And they've got the names. They've got some of the highlight guys to do it. I don't think they're going to pull the trigger on it, but that's their play. I think that's what their play should be. Because even if they win the AL Central, 
they don't have the roster to go far in the playoffs, in my opinion. Not anymore with that starting pitching, at least. Uh, maybe maybe last year we thought, but this year starting pitching has been, been kind of gross. Uh, what about the Twins? You you think Twins make any moves? I do. I think that I think the Twins go get a a relief pitcher, a la Daniel Bard, a David Robertson, a Lopez. You know the guys that we've already kind of we've already kind of mentioned. Um, and then I think they go out and get a first baseman. I do. I think they go out and get like a Josh Bell, um, a Trey Mancini. Surprisingly enough, as much as he's kind of the heart and soul of the Orioles, that's probably their biggest trade ship because he is the biggest name. He's been the most consistent. And he's the oldest guy. But I think that and the Twins are a team that can go get a rental more so than a than a future guy over some time. So I think they can fill a couple holes and the guys that they would be looking at that could help them out. I don't think would cost a whole lot. They're another team that does not have a good farm system, unfortunately. So that it's tough finding a working trade for them. But I think there's a couple cheap guys that are out there that they could get. And do I think the Twins can win the World Series? I don't. I don't think any AL Central team can do it. But if there is a team that can do it, crazy enough to say, I think the Twins are the team that can do it because they have the Byron Buxton who can go and hit, you know, 600 with five home runs and seven steals in a week. And that can take you through a, through a whole series. Had the game-winning home run for for, for the uh, AL and the All Star game too, back yep. to back with Giancarlo. You know my thing. My thing with the with the Twins is they're they're not a good team, right? Like like they they have flashes of hey we look good. Then they play good teams and it's like oh we kind of suck. Uh, you know even their minor league system, right? Like Royce Lewis feels so bad for the dude. He's had injury after injury after injury. I don't know what you do with him at this point. Is he your future shortstop? I don't, I don't know, right? Austin Martin, Martin, like some people really like him. I don't, I don't give a fuck about him. I, I think he's a, he's, he's a mid player. Like I think you're lucky if he's an everyday player, right? Um, and then you have the arms. The arms are different. Arms, you know, you keep those, uh, especially when you're nowhere and you're competing, right? So you're, 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 you're Jordan, uh, Battles of your Simeon Woods Richardson, who's been traded eight times, which usually is a, a sign that yeah, we don't really love you that much, right? I, I don't know. Like, Twins, you, you're stuck between a rock and a hard place, or it, as I want to put it, you're between being ass and, like, just really not good. And I don't know, man. Like, you've been lucky that, that the White Sox aren't trash this year. Because talent-wise, I, I have the White Sox over you, even though Correa and Buxton are two big pieces. But I, I agree with you, man. Like, well, like it's a team that has no direction to me. It, it's a team that's playing to be decent enough, and I those kind of teams don't excite me. Let's get let's get to the real deal here, and it's the AL East. The only reason I say it's a real deal is because you have legitimately five teams <laughs> that can make the playoffs from this division. Yes, um, you do. <laughs> let's start off with the Orioles. Um, you know, I, obviously from talking today, we we, we I, I I can I see that you think the Orioles are going to be sellers. Um, what pieces do you think they're selling off? Uh, I think they're getting rid of probably their two bullpen guys, Felix Batista and uh, Lopez. That I kind of already mentioned, just because every competitive team wants better bullpen help, and these guys have been studs this year, they've kind of come out of nowhere. So it's not they the Orioles aren't building their team off of these guys, so they are expendable. I hate to say it, but I think a Trey Mancini goes. Um, I think an Austin Hayes goes. They've got a ton of guys that can go because really your only guy that's not touchable right now. Um, is going to be Adley Rutschman. He's really the only guy that you're like, no, 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 we're not, we're not getting rid of him. Jorge Mateo's been a solid piece on the bases and defensively. He's really calmed down his defensive flair where he's, he used to just do all these spins on just routine ground balls that didn't need it. 
and he stopped doing that. So he's he's shown a little bit of intelligence and the willingness to learn. So I don't think he goes anywhere, even though he would be a good speed piece for any team. But they've got some pieces that'll fit everywhere. And if you sell those four guys, you can kind of you're not going to go get a high end guy, but you're going to get some extra depth, which come maybe playoff runs in the future. Those depth pieces could get you the big name guy. If the Orioles buy, they need to go get Luis Castillo. They have the pieces to go get him because the Reds, uh, they're the opposite of the Dodgers when it comes to trades. They always get fucked. <laughs> they're always taking the bad end of the deal on that. So you could probably go get Luis Castillo for maybe not that much. And now you have, at least for this year, you have a shutdown guy that if the Orioles make the postseason, you feel really good about your chances when Luis Castillo's on the mound for that game. I, look, if if I'm a team like the like the Orioles, I think you we, you can't get lost in the moment. You can't get lost in the moment. Look, you've had an amazing run this season, and if you can make the playoffs, awesome. Think of that as a positive. But don't make moves trying to win the World Series this year. You have a plan set in place. You have great prospects coming up um, in the next couple of years. You've set yourself up to be very very competitive in that division, right? Just just looking at the arms you guys have coming up, right? Grayson Rodriguez projects to be a number one guy in, in the league. Uh, D.L. Hall is going to be he, – he should be in the rotation, right? You have a couple, of other, another, a couple of other guys that have been killing it. By the way, you just drafted Matt Holiday's son to play shortstop for you in the future, who by all accounts has a pretty close to MLB-ready bat. Which, you know, we take that with a grain of salt, right? The kid's 18. But still, you know, you have him come up in three years, potentially. You're, you're, you're a long-term play here, Baltimore, right? Keep, keep fighting hard. Keep playing hard. I would like nothing more than to see you guys in the playoffs over the Red Sox just because fuck Boston. But you, you're here for the long game, Right? That's 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 my opinion of you guys. Don't trade for anybody, right? If you can get considerable pieces for for the guys you have, go go get go grab those. Um, Red Sox, oh buddy, oof. So before I, I get into it, what what are your thoughts on the Red Sox? Fire fucking sell. Get rid of <laughs> everybody. You've got Xander Bogarts who will get you a haul. You're probably not resigning because he's recently said that the contract negotiations have been affecting him on some days of the year. You don't hear Major League Baseball players say that type of shit. I love Xander Bogart's honesty with it. I love how on, how transparent he's being. Just get your pieces for him. And look at your last trade that you just got with Jeter Downs and Verdugo. You didn't do that well. Let's be real. You weren't keeping bets. So there's that. But go get rid of Xander Bogart's. I can't believe I'm going to say this. Get rid of Devers. Because the Red Sox are showing they're not signing anybody long term. They're trying to do this low budget cycle through guys and hope their prospects hits you either need to sign devers now to long term something long term and i don't know if he's going to sign before juan soto but you're, you're not going to get a higher price than devers right now even though he just went on the il assuming he comes back or has good reports before the trade deadline in eight days get rid of a devers i just get rid of everybody you're too streaky your first couple your first month was so bad who's to say you don't have that happen again in a playoff run or in the playoffs if you make it I don't like this roster. They can bang it out with anybody, but the pitching staff, you've got Nadeo Ovaldi as your ace. He just gave up nine runs in like negative innings. I think he threw like one out and gave up nine runs in that 28-run game. The Red Sox need to sell. There is not 
a piece or even two pieces out there that make them a World Series favorite, in my opinion. This is this is gross. I hate that the Red Sox had that run and we're pay, making a push and we're in second place. I hate it. As much as Red Sox need to be in competition for baseball, it just gives such a false sense of hope. So all the Red Sox fans out there, I'm sorry. I don't see this roster being a World Series contender, even with a couple pieces. And they've shown a history of not re-signing guys for a long term. Like, like franchise guys. Mookie Betts is a franchise guy, and they they weren't doing it. Are they really going to sign Devers? Are they really going to sign Bogarts? They got the cheap on Trevor Story. He's obviously the replacement for Bogarts. Just build up your team for the future. Get as many pieces as you can. Get as many top prospects as you can because you've got the names to do it. Sell everybody. Dude, man, look, I, I agree with you. I think Boston sucks. And I think the worst part is that they don't understand how much they suck. Exactly. Right? Look, Xander Bogarts, great player. Really, He's really a great player. If you're not resigning him, and you know you're not resigning him, by the way, like he's definitely not opting into that contract. The other dumb, if you guys even like think that, trade his ass anywhere, anywhere else, right? Like you really want to piss off some people? Call up, call up Houston. Yo, Houston, what's up? We got somebody for you. Send us Forrest Whitley. I know you guys don't really like fuck with Forrest Whitley like that. Let's see if we can figure him out. JD Martinez, you're an aging DH. You're really just DH. You're not playing the outfield. See who he can help. Right, see who can, what contender he can help. Guess what? You have twenty nine teams now that you can trade him to. One of them is gonna want them, right? We mentioned we mentioned the Padres and stuff like that. Guess what? I'd rather have J D Martinez as my DH as fucking rather than Luke Voigt, right? Make that call. Call some people. Who can we get back for for J D Martinez? Everybody else sucks, man. You know we're still scratching our heads over the Jackie Bradley Jr. trade. Why in the world did you trade you know Renfro back for Jackie Bradley Jr.? Who look great defender offensively? He's fucking garbage, garbage, right? Jeter Downs is not your future. You would not have called him up at this point in the season if he was your future. You would have tried to control his time. You know what that shows you? He fucking sucks. And by the way, he is pretty garbage. And I will keep saying that until he proves me otherwise. Just because you hit a walk off against the Yankees doesn't make you good. Um, you know, same thing with all these other guys, man. Jaron Duran. Oh my god. Are you fucking terrible, right? Like you guys are just bad. Ashford Dugo is a nice role player, but is he a guy that you want to hang your hat on? Is oh this what this what makes us a good team? No, Dahlbeck sucks. I, I can go all day about all the problems they have, right? Like Nathan Avaldi might be your best starter, and you guys have been really lucky that he hasn't gotten hurt. But you know, like what else are you doing? If you can trade Chris Sale at this point in his career, I would try to, right? If you can get any value for Rich Hill, say hey, look, his knee injury isn't that bad. He's gonna come back. And, 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 you know, pitch some games for you, right? Do that. Uh, James Paxton, who we haven't seen all year, and we probably won't because he had Tommy John. You know, like, like what are we doing here, guys? Trade, trade. Plus, your farm system sucks. I know that if you talk to Red Sox fans, they'll be like, guys, guys, look, we have, we have um, Tristan Casas and, and Marcelo Mayer. These are the future. They're not. They're not the future. I promise you they're not good. Um, actually, yeah, Mayer might be right, but Tristan Casas sucks. Um, you know, so, so go, go make your team better. Seriously, go make, make your team better. Um, you're Look, right. Here's a, here's, here's a perfect analogy for the Red Sox. Chris Sale. He comes back. He's looking decent. And then he breaks his finger on a line drive back to him. Sorry, yeah. Red Sox. That's who you guys are right now. You've had some shitty luck, but you're just not that good. And the shitty luck's going to continue. You need to look for the future. They, they are aggressively challenging the Angels for the worst moves you could do 
because the name value that they have, you look at that roster, you're like, yeah, this is a playoff team. And then you go look at the performance, like, what the fuck? <laughs> fuck Boston. You guys are terrible. You guys are letting people put up fucking NFL scores on you. I have no sympathy for you fucking, like, Bostonians or the fuck you guys are. I hope you guys lose every game for every franchise in every sport. Yeah, fucks. Um, sorry. Uh, Jays, do you guys, do you think the Jays make any moves? Uh, no, their farm system isn't deep enough to make a move that's going to be impactful. And, you know, a couple months ago, I, I kind of had the Jays in there as, as the World Series favorite in the, in the AL because I think they could get streaky enough to beat the Yankees. I think the Jays are the one team that could be streaky enough to beat the Yankees in a playoff series. And I think the Astros, the other team that are good enough to beat the Yankees. And I keep referencing the Yankees because right now they're the tops in all of Major League Baseball and for good reason. But I, I don't. I don't see how the Jays make a move. I really don't. Other than getting rid of one of their catchers, uh, I forget his name, but their top prospect. Yeah. But really, who are you going to get back for a top-end catching prospect? It's not, especially with the possibly the automatic strike zone coming in. I, I just don't see the guy they have to trade away to make it happen. And they've got so many big contracts coming up already. Uh, what, what, what guy are you going to go get that's not going to be another big contract that's going to help you win the World Series? This is another team. Play better. <laughs> Just play better. That's all. So, so I agree with you that they do have to play better. I think they do have some guys that are interesting for, in trade negotiations, right? Uh, you mentioned Moreno. The, the thing that hurts with Moreno is like, look, if you're the you know the big name Soto, if you're the Nationals, why the fuck would I bring in another catcher when I already traded my fucking biggest guys for a catcher? Exactly. Right? It makes no sense in, in, in that sense of it. Right? And then you know we hear names like, oh, like Nate Pearson. Nobody wants to take on that fucking project at this point in his career, right? If he's not figuring it out with you guys, what makes us think that we have the fucking magic potion that's going to make, that's going to help you figure it out, right? Like, it, it's hard, right? Teoscar Hernandez, he's 30, right? He's had a couple good seasons, but you're not trading for him. He's not a prospect. He's not someone that, that you get excited about. Same thing with Goriel Jr., right? Like, those are the younger guys that you might think you trade for a Soto. I, I, I don't know, right? And then after that, like, you, you're kind of just hoping that people like your your other guys, and, and they do have enough, I think, to, to, to entice a team like the, like the, like the, what's it called, like the Nationals, but they need to focus their, on, on this year, I think. Uh, I would, you know, add to, you know, another Luis Castillo potential destination, right? Uh, Frankie Montes, I think, is a really good one for them, actually. I think they, had, they do have the pieces to get one, to, to get Frankie Montes, but it's not going to be Gabriel Moreno. Guess what? You know, you know what the, the A's have too much of? It's fucking catchers. Exactly. So, <laughs> they don't have any good trade partners because your biggest piece is going to be Alec Manoa and you're not trading him. He's your ace. Yeah, and no, he's I, I'm really going fucking nowhere. He's, you, you have a better chance of trading Russia for Brittany Griner at this point. Exactly. Um, <laughs> exactly. But they just don't have any good trade partners because their best prospects, all the other teams that could, all the other teams that you might trade for already have catching locked up. Yeah, catching. And, and you know, not for nothing, like, like you're, you know, you have Aurelius Martinez, who's your international prospect, who's 20 years old. Uh, he plays shortstop third base. It's hard, like, all right, so here's my personal feeling, and, and I know maybe some people disagree. I don't think you trade top-end players for position players. I think you go get arms. In, 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 you know, like, if I'm the Nationals, I'm trading for arms. I'm not trading for, 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 for hitting prospects unless, there's, unless it's someone that's like, okay, this guy's that guy. You trade for arms. You have to trade for arms because they're more controllable as far as their, their success than fucking hitters. Hitters are fucking a mess when, when it comes from, um, like, prospects being the next big thing. Because you know what? If they're that good, they would be in the major league roster already producing. I mean, like, Juan Soto, why did he come up at 18? It wasn't because, oh, we had nobody else. No, it's like, yo, look, 
he's that good that he helps our fucking roster. You know what I mean? Same thing with guys like Julio Rodriguez, right? He's that good that he helps our roster. That's why he's 21 and up here. You know what I mean? Teams don't play that, hey, let's just wait around and see if, if a you know, spot opens up for him. No, if you're a good enough player, like hitting-wise, you'll find yourself on that major league roster. So it's hard to trade for, for prospects or hitters because you just, you're not going to get the value you think you're getting, right? Like you're not trading for someone who's going to turn 24 and then all of a sudden be a fucking all-star. No, he's probably at best going to be a role player. So, you know, that, that's, that's the hard part with, with all these trades. Uh, the other difficult go- part with Toronto for me is that they, I don't think they're going to do this, but they need to go win now. They need to. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Their, their minor leagues are a bit depleted. You just got to empty, literally empty. You need to go be the 31st ranked farm system out of 30 teams and go get the big name guy because they have too many contracts coming up money-wise. Vlad Jr., Vigio, um, not necessarily a stud, but he's another name that's going to be there. You've got Alejandro Kirk. You've got Danny Jansen. If you keep Marino, you've got him. You've got a lot of contracts that you've got to figure out. Bo Bichette that are high-name guys, and you just signed Springer. You have Gossman. You've got to re-sign Manoa. Um, you've got a lot of, let's be real here. You've got four $200 million contracts on your roster. And if they keep performing at a level they can, you've got four $350 million, con- uh, two $350 million contracts on your roster right now. You can't add a guy that, that's another one of those. You just got to go win now and then hope you get that one World Series out of it and then go from there. I, I agree with you. If you're, if you're Toronto, Go get that big name, bro. It, whether it be Luis Castillo, um, where I think Frankie Montes, who I think is a really good fit for you guys because you won't need as many of those high-quality end guys to really get them, and you guys still will have position to get relief pitching, right? If you can, if you get Soto, go get fucking Soto. Do that shit right now. Have that next three-year window be your fucking window. Um, but, but yeah, you, you, you got to do something right now. And you're right. The guys just have to play better because that, that's, what, that's what it is with Toronto this year. Um, the guys that we thought were going to produce just aren't producing, uh, you know, so that, that's kind of the big deal with them. You know, last but not least, the Yankees here, the Yankees could, you know, they can benefit from a lot of guys. Um, you know, obviously they're, they're going to be a team that anytime a big player like Soto comes up, you're going to want to talk about it, even though they've, the last time they did that was Giancarlo Stanton, where they really made an impact like that. Um, so what, what are your thoughts on the Yankees? What, what would you give them? So I really hope we still go to the Rays. I thought we were going to go to them first. Um, oh, my but, bad. But, do, do you think the Rays are making any trades? Yes, yes, yes. And this is the team that I want to talk about because there are so many guys out there on the trade market that A, can help them and B, fit in with the Rays. Sean Murphy is a perfect fit. They need catching help. And as much as Sean Murphy has not lit up the world, he could. He's controlled through 2025. This is a perfect fit. Also, Frankie Montas, his value is down for injury. The Rays have shown a way to help out pitchers with injury. They have enough depth in the bullpen to ease them back in. They're also very smart. And to me, if the Rays do not go get Frankie Montas, I don't know if anybody else should because he is another perfect target for them. Um, the other really good target for them is going to be a Brian Reynolds. He's cost control for the next couple of years on not an expensive contract. There's a lot of top-end talent out there that's on the trade market that, the, that fit for the Rays. They have the pieces to go get them. And I think they could make literally two or three moves that would help them out a ton. And if you get Wander Franco back, you've got a big piece uh, back for the playoff run. The Rays, to me, are the, they're the team that could do the most and also benefit the most 
with all the possible guys that are out there because there's there's a lot of good cost control guys that fit in perfectly with that system. I, I think the Rays make a few moves and be very, very competitive down the stretch. Rays are going to rate it, right? They're going to get a few guys that are underperforming or that you haven't heard of, and they're going to be great the next couple of months, right? Um, let's be honest. Their biggest their biggest thing is, is offense. They fucking suck at the plate, yeah. right? So if you can figure that out, right, just get, let's say, a run better, that goes a long way for you because you mentioned how good that bullpen is. That rotation, very good rotation, right? So if you're the Rays, you know, you're kind of under the radar right now. Everyone around you has been so bad that no one really talks about you. Which is exactly what you want if you're the if you're the Rays, um, you know. So I don't know, man. Go get some bats. I don't necessarily think that that it's it's anything crazy. One one thing that's that that is a little bit nuts with the Rays is how bad they've been when they're uh, when they're away from home, right? Their home record's great. Their away record's kind of like they're under five hundred away, which isn't something you think with the Rays. So I don't know. You need to do something though. You, the Rays aren't good enough right now to really make an impact. It, like if I were to guess right now. About like two teams out of the playoff race in the in the AL East, I would say Rays and Red Sox, right? I think Orioles. I mean, yeah, I think Orioles are a better team than the Rays as far as offensively. You know, pitching wise, it's a whole different story, right? Rays, Rays are, are are great on the mound, but you know, I don't know. I, I said, I'm gonna talk about the Rays. They're, they're they're like the Milwaukee. They're the Milwaukee Brewers of the AL. Um, you know, they had that great Disney Channel movie run in 2020 when they went to the World Series. With the other Disney Channel team, the, the Dodgers, but you know, I don't care about the Rays personally. Um, the one thing I hope, and and, the, and I know people call me, they say, "Oh, you want everyone to go to big market teams? You're that kind of guy." Like, no, I just don't think Juan Soto should end up on the Rays because that's bad for baseball, right? It is. Like, like why the fuck would you want him to play at the least desirable stadium? I'm not saying this. Fans say this, right? Fans who players go, say this. Players say this. Why the fuck would you want to be wasted in Tampa? If they go to if they go to like Montreal or Las Vegas, yeah, way different. Right now, where you literally have more away team fans at your stadium than home fans, I, I don't want to hear it, bro. Let's not let's not waste a talent like that. Like I already feel bad enough for Wander Franco having to deal with that. Let's not make it worse for him. Um, all right, man. Now, now, now let's get to the Yankees. What 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 are you giving the Yankees? If I'm the genie in the bottle, they are getting Luis Castillo. Because as good as their starting staff has been, do I really trust Nestor Cortez? No, nope. absolutely not. <laughs> do I trust Luis Severino? Yes, but he's injured again with a lat. Yep. And Noah Syndergaard is the is the most recent lat guy that just never really came back. Um, do I trust Montgomery? No, not a fucking chance. I do trust Garrett Cole unless he's facing Boston. So let's hope he's not facing him in the playoffs. You've got one starting pitching pitcher that you trust. Go get Luis Castillo. The other guy I'm getting for them is uh, Ian Happ. We haven't mentioned him yet, and he fits literally everywhere. But I think he's a perfect guy for the Yankees because you have an outfield of Judge, Stanton, and Happ, and your bench is Aaron Hicks. That's pretty solid. Let's be real here. Um, Ian Happ is not, you know, he's not a stud. He's not going to set the world on fire. He's just a solid go-getter that can play any outfield position. He can mix in the infield a little bit. But he is a tough at bat. That's what he is. He's a tough at bat. He sees some pitches. He's got some some speed. He's got some pop. I think Ian Happ and Luis Castillo put the Yankees over the top. And as much as they already are a World Series favorite, I think it just extends it that much more. Yankees are in a weird position because even though they've had a great season, I think a lot of it has been – how can I explain it? 
it's been a little bit over overrated with what we look at it, right? Like, and I just say that because I'm a Yankee fan, so I've seen some of the comments about, oh, this guy, this, this team is good as the 98 team. Like, nah, bro, you're stupid. Um, look, the rotation is an issue, and it was an issue even even when they were putting their, their, their great numbers up, right? Like, if they would have been on the same pace, all of those guys other than Cole would have been in a position to pitch more innings than they ever had in their careers, right? And we mentioned how that's a problem with Severino coming off of injury. Like, Tayon, he's coming off injury too, right? And it's not like, like he hasn't been bad, but he also hasn't been good. He's, he's a solid 2-3 guy, right? I think he's a great 3. He's a okay 2, right? He's definitely not a 1. So, you know, that's kind of where, where we're at with him. You know, Nestor Cortez, great season. He's your 5, right? Montgomery's the guy that nobody talks about that might be the next best pitcher after, after Cole, right? He just gets no run support ever, so everyone's like, yo, fuck him. Um, look, if, if if you're talking about a World Series for this year, it's no doubt go get Castillo. Um, go flirt with Montes, even though I don't think Montes is the right guy for the Yankees. No, um, it's not. Yeah, you know, go go see what else there is in, in, in the starting pitching market. I, I don't want you guys to go get a guy like Martin Perez for, from the Rangers. I don't think he fits the Yankees. Um, you know, that's the thing that we got to think about too, right? It's, does it fit that team? Like, not a lot of players fit the Yankees, and, and for a lot of reasons, right? The ballpark they play in, the atmosphere they play in, right? Um, you know, I, I personally think they would be better off with a, a starting pitcher and a relief pitcher, right? Go get go get um Robertson who's pitched in New York, right? Have him just be an extra person that you have just in case. Um I also need to just lost Michael King, so that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, no, Michael King's gone, which definitely fucking hurts. He's, he was an all star this year. Like performance wise, not actual all star. Um, you know, here here's my thing, man. Like Yankee fans, you also have to be smarter. Look, Chapman Fucking sucks. But there's a better chance of you fixing Chapman than there is going out in the trade market and finding someone that can do what Chapman can potentially do. Right? If 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 I'm the Yankees with Chapman, you have to retool him real quick. Right? He throws fucking 102 miles per hour. Stop trying to flirt with that changeup. Stop stop trying to flirt with that slider. Just throw hard. Find the secondary pitch. It's easier to, to throw a, a cutter. That's gonna be middle middle. Then try to flirt with with a chain with, with, with a slider, which is so much slower than his fastball that it's just a meatball at that point, right? So you can make Chapman work, and you have to make Chapman work. No one's gonna trade you for Chapman. You're not gonna DFA Chapman. Like you know, people on that opinion, you guys need to be better. Um, you know, same thing with Joey Gallo. Maybe you trade him to a team. But you probably don't, right? So with Gallo, look, dude, you suck. You're not going to get any worse. So I just want you to try to hit everything that comes to you over the fucking fence at this point. You're going to miss a lot, but guess what? You're already fucking missing a lot. Um, you know, and the other thing, right? Like, like, people need to realize the reason why the Yankees don't bring these guys up, like the Parazas and the Volpes and the whatever, is because they're not ready, right? They're not good enough to compete at this level. So, yeah. Maybe Esteban Florio can do some different things than Joey Gallo, but he's not that much better than Joey Gallo. If not, he'd be here. Same thing with Miguel Andujar. He'd be there, right? Um, you know, I, I don't think we give Brian Cashman, and I, this goes for every team, right? We're talking about just every team. You don't give your front offices enough enough credit to know what they have inside, right? Inside their own system. So Gallo sucks. I would love to get rid of him um, just because I also think it's bad for him to be there. But you need to realize that some certain things need to happen for that 
for, for that to be a possibility. So, you know what? For the trade deadline, one, we need more rationality um, as well as a starting pitcher and a reliever, right? I'm okay with the outfield we have because I do think it's something where there's value there, right? We didn't mention Matt Carpenter. Matt, 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 Matt Carpenter. He's been great this year, right? Uh, he's working himself into a position out there, right? So if you have Judge, Hicks, and Carpenter, guess what? There's way worse outfielders, outfielders out there, even in the playoffs. Um, all right, man, that kind of goes for, for all teams, but I do want to talk about just real quick because it is really important. Uh, Juan Soto, where would you want him to go ultimately? Because I know we mentioned him with like every team, but if you were to send Juan Soto somewhere, where, where do you want to see him? Yankees fans, please get off the Juan Soto train. Yes, this makes a ton of sense. It does. But as Daniel just said, your shortstop is kind of falefa. <laughs> if there's ever a guy, you have two shortstops in the system that everybody's all about with Volpe and Peraza. If those guys were ready, they would take over Kiner Falefa. Kiner Falefa, as much as I like him out there, I think he's a great player. He's an MLB player. He's way better than I ever was. He's way better than probably anybody I've ever played with. But if those guys were that good, the Yankees have two shortstops. They don't need to control both of them. He, they One of them would be up. So I'm sorry, but they're, unless you're going to ditch those two shortstops to get Juan Soto, and don't get me wrong, Juan Soto would be great in a Yankees uniform. And I don't know if Aaron Judge stays, and so you have the money to go give a Juan Soto if Aaron Judge leaves. If they get Juan Soto, it's not going to be right now. It's going to be after the season, once they know what happens with Aaron Judge. Um, but where do I want to see him go? I said it already. It, it Cardinals, I want that. Not only does it make sense, I want that. I think Juan Soto on the Cardinals for the next 15 years is great for baseball because I don't think Albert Pujols or Yadier Molina is going to go anywhere once they're retired. I think they're going to stick around the clubhouse. Could you imagine the conversations between a Juan Soto and an Albert Pujols and a Yadier Molina? I would love to be a fly on the wall in that room and learn some Spanish to be able to do it properly. Um, like it just, it makes sense for everybody involved. It also is, I think would be great for baseball. I want to see Juan Soto go to the Cardinals. All right. Yeah, look, obviously I'm a Yankee fan, so I'm, I'm going to say the Yankees. But if, if I'm going to be completely honest, I'd want, I want, I'd love to see this, a lineup where you got Vladdy Jr. and Juan Soto next to each other. I think that, that'd be fucking sick, right? Just just from, like, the Dominican standpoint, like, you have probably the, the two best uh, Dominican players aside from um, Fernando Tees Jr., like, you know, back-to-back in the lineup. You know what? Yo, Padres, trade, 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 um, what's it called, to Toronto, too. Or better yet, uh, Blue Jays, trade, trade, um, what's it called? Trade Vladdy to the Padres and get Soto Padres, and we'll have that over there so we, I don't have to deal with them as a Yankee fan. Nice. Uh, <laughs> all right, man. What about what about uh, Luis Castillo? I want to see him go to the Yankees. I do. A, I don't want to see him go to the Dodgers, even though I think it's a good fit. Um, but I, I think Luis Castillo on a, on a short term over there with the Yankees, I think fits. I think it gives him a great chance. I think I would love to see him in the spotlight. He's I think he's a much better pitcher than he's performed over the last couple of years. I think injuries have really kind of brought down his performance and to put him on the biggest stage of baseball going forward would be great for baseball, for Castillo and for the Yankees. Yeah. You know, I, I agree. I mean, obviously again, I'm a Yankee fan, but there's a need there for the Yankees. They don't really have anyone that you can really rely on aside from, from Gary Cole. Uh, another team. And again, I, I sound like a Blue Jays fan, but I think he would do really well with the Blue Jays. I think it's a spot for him that that's a natural fit. Dodgers, obviously, that's a team that you always got to look out for all these guys. But, you know, again, like, teams, we have to stop making trades with the Dodgers. 
just from a just from a smart standpoint, right? Like, like you know, you're not getting anything back. So you know, I, I don't know, but yeah. So so Castillo definitely is someone that should be going to the Aliens. I think surprise team is the Astros if they really just want to break people's necks. Um, next guy. Ooh, this one. This one we we haven't talked about because I don't think it's really happening. But if Shohei Otani somehow found his way onto a trade market, there's been kind of you know I, again I don't think it's ever happening. But if it were to happen, right? Do you, do you have him? Where would you want him to go? Uh, Japan. <laughs> I I uh, where do I want him to go? I'll be I'll be a selfish homer. I want to see him go to the Pirates. I I want to see him over there in Pittsburgh. Um, I think he's got the name value that transcends being in a big market. I really do. I I he's he might be the best well known player of baseball in the entire world if you talk about worldwide. So I don't think the I don't think the market's going to affect where he goes. So I'll I'll be a homer. I say I want to see him in a Pirates uniform. And I think if both. Otani and Soto get traded this year. I really think Otani brings back a better package because you're talking yes. about and so and, and the Pirates have it. They do, you know, as as much as we want to hit on the Pirates, and it might be giving up an O'Neill Cruz and a Brian Hayes, like it might be giving up both those guys, but um you've got Otani, a guy that is a Cy Young level pitcher right now. In all honesty, his last, you know, his last out was pretty rough. Six runs and one out this last outing, but um, he's got Cy Young level pitching and hitting wise. He's not an MVP hitter. Uh, he's an MVP because he does both, but he is an all-star hitter for sure. And you put that on a team like the Pirates, I think it jumpstarts their rebuild and puts them, you know, they're third place in the NL Central and the NL Central is like the AL Central. It's like baseball forgot about the middle of the country for some reason. It, every single year, there could be a new winner out of the NL Central. And I think Otani would be a good piece to put there. And the Pirates do have the pieces to get him back. I don't necessarily love that, um, but I'll say this, man. I think I don't think it's time to get traded. But if there was a trade partner for him, I, I like Seattle. I think the history there with Ichiro is kind of big. Um, you know, the the Pacific Northwest has a lot of Japanese culture to begin with. Plus, they're closer to Japan than an East Coast team would be. Uh, you know, if the Red Sox weren't fucking imploding, I'd say the Red Sox might be a good fit for him too. Uh, you know. Any team that's really competitive, you know, obviously I'm not gonna say Yankees again, but Yankees that would be that would be sick. I'd literally give them anything they wanted. You know, if you want to judge today, go get you can have them. Um, but yeah, uh, let's see. Let's do let's do one more name. Uh, Frankie Montes. You, you think he heads? Well, he's definitely heading somewhere. But where do you think he, he goes to? I really do think he goes to the Rays as long as he's healthy. The, the trouble with Frankie Montas is you have the smart teams like the Dodgers and the Rays that are going to go in so much crazy detail with him as far as is he a guy to bring over. And the Rays are just like the Dodgers. You don't want to trade with them because you're not going to get back what you're giving up. It's just not going to happen. Um, I would like to see him go to the Rays. I think it's a good fit for him as long as he's healthy. If the Rays and the Dodgers aren't after Frankie Montas, um, he's actually a guy I would like to see go to Toronto because I think he could help him out. I think he's not going to cost him a ton as far as the trade ships because of the injury. It's I think they have the pieces. And that Montas to me, the little bit I've seen him in playing in Oakland, because I do watch a few Oakland games and I do watch him. I think he's got the mentality to go up against the Yankees, to go up against the Rays, to go up against the Red Sox, the big name teams and say, I'm just going to shove it right past you. That would be exciting. Yeah, I think look, look for me, Montas, I, I see the Astros making a push for him. 
Uh, I know they're in the division, but I know Oakland doesn't really give a fuck about being competitive at any point in their life, so they don't care. Uh, so Astros are our possibility. I think you look at a team like the, the, the Jays again. Jays are a real possibility. But you're right. You mentioned the Dodgers. I think the Dodgers could do a lot a lot of good with Frankie, Ma- uh, Frankie Montes. So they're, they're definitely a team to look out for, man. Um, yo, a- anyone else you want to mention? I, we only had one team for Wilson Contreras, and that was the Astros. So I felt like it wasn't really a, a need to talk about it. But anything else you think we should look out for as the deadline approaches? Uh, I'm I'm a real big Ian Happ guy. I think he's going to be a game changer if the Cubs trade him, and you could have a good package with him and David Robertson, which makes a shit ton of sense for every competitive team because you get a good you get a solid bullpen piece, and you get a solid outfielder. Even if they're just bench guys, they're, they're not going to cost quite as much as your high end guys. So I think Ian Happ is a name to watch to make an impact in the in the playoff run for whatever team he might go to. You you're right. There's two guys that we didn't talk about much, and it's Juan Soto's fault, but. Ian Happ and Andrew Benatendi are two names to look out for. Because those yeah, two guys Benatendi won't get the Yankees. I hope not, but, you know, possibly, potentially. Um, you know, like, I'll say this. I don't think either of them – well, Happ I like. Benatendi, he's something that the Yankees don't have, which is a more consistent, like, uh, you know, bat-to-ball guy, right? Which Yankees have a lot of swing-and-miss guys, as we know, uh, Joey Gallup. Uh, but to be honest with you – I, those guys for the Yankees, at least at least Benatendi. Benatendi, Benatendi would be a role player with them. He's, he's he'd be seeing the bench a lot. Hap a little bit less because he, he is a switch hitter, and I think we can put him in center and take some of that pressure off Judge. Judge should not be playing center field. Um, just from a health standpoint, not that he can't. He just like you're you're usually better off when you're not at a prime position like that health wise. But Hap and Benatendi, those guys will be moved. Um, obviously Ben Attendee won't be moved to Toronto based off his vaccine status from what we've learned. Uh, but, but yeah, man, so look, it's going to be a crazy next week, right? We'll, Rob might be back next week. So we're really excited to see what he has to say about some of the stuff that's going on. I know he's been going crazy on, on Facebook right now with all this trade stuff. So look, guys, we'll catch you later. This is a longer episode, but we had to make up for missing you guys for the last couple of weeks. Uh, get the hell out of here. Go live your life. Peace. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Diamond Talk. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to hit us up at diamondtalkpodcast at gmail.com. That's diamondtalkpodcast at gmail.com. To catch up on our old episodes, or if you want to check out the rest of the awesome pods that we have under the SSAW network, head to our website at tssaw.com. And do not forget to subscribe. See you all next week, and we'll catch you on the field.